0: This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue
1: Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us again this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and uh, Brooke, we were recording this on a Tuesday. It's lunch right after. So what we what we have for lunch today might depend on our conversation we have today.
0: Absolutely. I think it's going to be healthy.
1: <laughs> yes, right, that's the goal, right? Yes. as we welcome in our guest for the podcast, the Sikkim Podcast today, Juliana Morard, assistant a d for Performance and Nutrition. And welcome to you.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We appreciate it. We were joking about it earlier, but uh, it's the J Mo show and Brooke today. <laughs> That's John right. Morris, Juliana Morard. It's true. J
1: Buzz. I mean your maiden name Buzzard yes. and you were j Buzz to all of us, but you got married. Are you J Mo now?
2: You know, it depends who you ask, Okay, but I got to stick to my buzzard roots somehow. So J-Buzz yeah. in this building still works out. I like
1: J-Buzz. <laughs> Not that I don't like J-Mo. Right. So. Well, I couldn't take
2: I couldn't take J-Mo because, you know, I can't replace you. So
1: No, we can be co-J-Mo's. How about Co-J-Mo's. that? j mos <laughs> Yes, I love it. And that's good. Well, we appreciate your time. It's great to have you here with us, and we just want to let people know, and we'll learn at the same time, the things you do, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that are covered in the nutrition area.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nutrition in the collegiate setting is kind of unique if you think about it. I mean, we are allowed to provide our athletes so many resources. So food service is huge. You know, um, a lot of our athletes, it's the first time they're away from home. They might be used to mom making them lunch or something like that. So food service is big. It's like we have to make sure they're taken care of. But then it's also why are we giving you this food? And that's where kind of the education piece comes in. So teaching them what to eat by giving them that food.
1: Yeah the education part. I mean, that's huge, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So, and it it really just depends on all of our athletes. Like when every single one of our student athletes come in as a part of their medical clearance process, they're meeting with a registered dietitian on staff. So I'm one of four dietitians that we have on staff. And so we're going through their evaluation. We're learning about their diet history, their weight history, maybe their opinions on food, allergies, dietary restrictions they might have. So we get to understand who they are, how they eat, maybe what their background in food is, and how we can best support them.
0: I wish everyone got that.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> how do we get the staff involved? I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be great. You don't want to take that on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you need to double your staff. And are, are we talking football specific or all student athletes? All student athletes. right. So
2: right. Um, between the four of us registered dietitians, we work with every single student athlete on campus. So wow. when they come in, that's something we do. And then it goes, okay, do they need care once a week, twice a week? You know, maybe they only need a meeting with us one-on-one once a month, or maybe they can just benefit from some team education. You know, after a lift, we'll talk about, hey, here are some hydration reminders. Here are some recovery reminders. And here is, hey, these protein shakes in the fridge. This is when to drink them. This is why we give them to you.
1: Hmm. And I'm curious this, how, how different is it for a 300-pound, you know, offensive lineman compared to a 120-pound, you know, acrobatics and tumbling student-athletes? I mean, that's, that's yeah. a pretty wide you variance wide there. Range. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah. kind
2: of where that next phase is, is, you know, we have a DEXA, we do, you know, body comp testing, bone density testing. We get a really good understanding of, hey, how much muscle do you have? And then based on how much muscle you have, how many calories do you need to eat to maintain your muscle mass to maintain your strength, speed, power, and then also to reach your goals. Wow! And then we can, you know, come up with an individualized meal plan based off of that Mm. or help them like, Hey, maybe they're doing a really good job, but they need a couple more hundred calories a day. So Mm -hmm. let's add a snack in. And this is what that snack Mm -hmm. needs to look like.
0: Where did you go to school to learn all of this? And what is that path like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I did my undergrad at the university of Alabama. Um, My undergrad's in nutrition in order to become a registered dietitian, you need to do an undergrad degree in nutrition and you need to do a dietetic internship. Um, and that is like rotations that you you know any health professional will do. So that's in hospital setting, long-term care facilities, food service rotations, and then you do have to pass an exam to be licensed and registered. So then I passed my registered dietitian exam and then I got a master's degree from Utah State where I was a GA in the athletic department. So that's when I kind of was able to concentrate just on sports nutrition specifically Um, and then after that I came to Baylor, (laughs) been here ever since.
0: Where, where did your passion for nutrition and dietetics come from? Where did, when, when along the way, were you like, this is what I'm going to do?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was never going to be a college athlete. I I'm, I'm a weekend warrior is what I would like to call myself, you know, running or biking or whatever for fun on the weekends. But in high school, I was a you know, three-sport athlete. I did cross-country. I did soccer, you know, endurance athletes. Food is really important to understanding, hey, am I fueling my body for performance? Am I getting the right nutrition in? So that's when I kind of got excited about it. You know, I wanted to be a better athlete myself, and I really discovered nutrition. Um, And then I was like, at that time, you know, this was like 2009, 2010. That's when kind of sports nutrition was just popping off in the collegiate world, and, and sports dietitian as a career was You know becoming a lot bigger so that's when I was like okay I want to become a registered dietitian but I want to work specifically with athletes who want to you know improve on their performance and then just help them live a better life because no matter what you do if you're a sedentary if you are a weekend warrior if you're a college athlete a pro athlete like food is a part of your life so you need to know how to eat it so no matter we all eat. I'm going to eat lunch after this. I know you guys will. (laughs) So food is essential to life. So it's really important to understand the principles of it. How can I eat balanced meals that are going to help me feel good, help me perform better, and just help me live an overall positive life?
1: You're from uh, Rockford, Illinois, originally, yep. and went to Alabama. Did you go and, and with this in mind, with this major in mind, and just stuck right th- with it?
2: Yeah. So when I when I went to Alabama as a freshman, I I decided to major in nutrition with the with the idea that I wanted to pursue sports nutrition yeah. and was able to, you know, meet the dietitians that were there at the time and you know volunteer making PB and Js and smoothies yeah. <laughs> and and whatever they needed as a student worker, similar to what we have our students doing here. You know, they really from top to bottom like. There's so much food service that goes into it, and a lot of operational stuff. So we really rely on on our students and our interns to help us accomplish what we do.
0: After getting your master's at Utah State, what was the process like to getting to Baylor, and and how was that transition to becoming from the G, going from the GA to the full time staff, and now you have those responsibilities on you?
2: Yeah, I think um, when I was applying for jobs after my master's degree, I knew I wanted to work for a big university like Baylor. When I got the opportunity to come here, I, you know, I came on an on-campus visit. I kind of fell in love with the campus, the people, and I would say the overall mission of the health and wellness department, I think, under Kenny's direction. I mean, his whole holistic approach, I think, was pretty unique to a lot of the other places. Like, hey, the athletic trainers, the strength coaches, the dietitians, mental health, they're talking every day for the care of these athletes. So I was just blown away, and I thought that was really unique. So you know, when I came here, I was just ready to support everyone as I could and and do what I needed to do to take care of our athletes. So just, I guess immediately, right when we got here, I was working with 10 Olympic sports my first year. So something that is important for me with my athletes is like, I want them to know who I am and I want to know them beyond what they do on the field or in the the classroom or whatever. So with our dining hall that we have, our athlete-only dining hall, like one of my favorite things is just being there at meals and like breaking bread with the athletes and getting to know them. And then they might Trust what I say a little bit because they know I know, you know, what their parents do for a living or where they went to high school or how many siblings they have or their roommate that's just got a puppy that they need to body train, you know, so that is really important to me.
1: I'm glad you mentioned uh, the health and wellness area mm-hmm. under Kenny Boyd because it is so widespread. I mean, I think folks may think health and wellness and may think a, a trainer, an athletic trainer, but it's all those different mm-hmm. areas, you know, and, and this is your uh, niche for health and wellness, nutrition.
2: Yeah, and I think just what we do here, you know, every individual of a, of a sport support staff or a sport, so the trainer, the strength coach, the even the academic coach, Mental, we're all seeing different things of these athletes. Yeah. So they might say something to me that could really help them in the training room. So us communicating to help support our athletes best, I think, is just what's so important about how we're structured.
0: In addition to food service, and what, what does food service look like, actually, before we move on from that? Because, I mean, they're getting their schedules alone mm-hmm. are insane. They're all different. Obviously, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But there's got to be some other things mixed in there.
2: Yeah. So we have satellite fueling stations all across campus in every weight room and every team's locker room. So, hey, maybe this individual athlete is coming from, you know, class and they have lift in 30 minutes. They might not have time to eat a full meal. So what are some calories that we can get them and get them to them in a way that's going to actually help them that they can eat them, digest them quickly and be prepared for that training session. So a lot of it is making sure we have the product in stock. We have it where it needs to be, and then our athletes know where to get it and why it's important for them to take.
1: The area of nutrition, you know, where you work, uh, man, it's come a long way, mm-hmm. and it? I mean, really, in a in a relatively short time, it just seems like it's it's uh, it gained so much importance just in the last few years.
2: Yeah, I think um, a lot of different areas. Of health, I would also say, mental health has yeah. really increased in, in prevalence and and people taking advantage of those resources. I think. Nutrition might not be one of those things that you realize is important until you feel it. You know, maybe you're someone who cramps a lot. They are on the football field, on the soccer field, in the heat, and they've dealt with a lot of cramping. And then they dial in their nutrition. Maybe they are eating an additional meal before that game. They're increasing their electrolytes, and then they feel it in the game, and then they do not cramp. Then at that point, you know, sometimes the light bulb goes off, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I need to take care of this. Let me go see the dietitian and make sure that I'm going to do this moving forward. Um, So a lot of it is education and then just understanding that it actually is helping your performance.
0: When you first got here, you said you worked with the 10 Olympic sports. Mm -hmm. You did transfer over to football. When was that?
2: Yeah. So I switched. um, I still work with a lot of our Olympic sports here, but I also picked up football in 2019.
0: Right before the pandemic. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine what that was like. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some – pandemic got
2: some fun stories Yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> stories that uh you know we wouldn't even think of yeah how'd you do your job during that
2: yeah well i think something i said it earlier no matter what you do no matter all of us in this room everyone that's listening like you will you have to eat to survive so no matter what our athletes were doing they were at home some of them were here we, they couldn't come in this building and get the food that they normally did so but no matter what they still needed to eat and take care of themselves that was crucial essential so
0: yeah, you were deemed one of the essential workers. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think kind of like at first we were just trying to figure out what was going on, where all our athletes were, and then how we could best support them from where they were. We we started by having everyone in town, we would do snack bag fueling station item pickups and we'd have them order what they needed for the week to get through in addition to their meals, and they'd come to the facility, drive through style, we'd put stuff in their car in their trunk, and they'd yeah. drive home and we did that weekly right off the bat and you know, we had to take it. We had guys that were home, but were post-surgery and they weren't getting the same supplements that they might get from us in this building. So we were able to do some supplement care packages, you know, send them, hey, this guy had a this guy had a surgery, this person had something that they might need, or they're recovering from an injury. How can we get them the supplements to help them, aid them in that recovery? So, you know, we were sending care packages and then, you know, doing drive-through style food just to make sure that everyone had what they needed. I think when everyone returned to campus, it kind of, you know was an increased concern just because we were trying to minimize touch points so we had to transition hey instead of everyone being able to grab what they wanted out of the fridge like you have to come to this set fueling station so we can hand you what you need so we're not not everyone's touching the same thing we're not all touching a fridge handle things like that
1: hmm. wow nice to be past that not yeah. on wood i mean yes. for the most part for past most that part, right? yeah Knock on wood. travel
2: right. that year was interesting we had to especially for football um You know, we were used to doing certain buffet style meals and we had to switch how we served our food, um, just to protect our guys and protect the team.
0: So you are with the team's travel, you're helping, are you planning out all those meals? Is that on you? How does that work?
2: Yeah. So we have myself and one of our other dietitians, Kiara Gordon, we work together, um, on football. And so between the two of us, we're working with the hotel staff on the banquet event orders, making sure, Hey, these are the expectations. This is what the meal looks like. This is how we're going to serve it. And then this is the timing of it. We even go down to, hey, we want carbs first in line, then protein, you uh. know, because carbs are so important before a game. So for a pregame meal, we ha- we tell them how to set up the buffet line. Wow. So our guys, when they walk down the line, will grab those carbs first, put them on their plate.
1: Smart. That's next level right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> that really is. How about the bank, the Beecham Athletic Nutrition yeah. Center? How, how, uh, how much of a benefit has that been in your area to our student athletes?
2: Well, I think it's, it's no question. It's such an important resource. I mean, one, the location of it is right next to our Hires Athletic Complex. Like our athletes are finishing a workout or they are coming over here for tutoring and they can get breakfast or, or dinner right there. Um, so I think it's so important, one, just for them to have that resource and the location of it. But two, it's, it gives our staff an opportunity to really educate them and plate coach them as they're making these decisions at meals. Like I said earlier, a big part of what we love about our job is being able to be in that dining hall, interact with our athletes, break bread with them and learn about them. But it's also, that's when they're going to say, hey, J-Buzz, what do you think of my plate? What do I need more of? Hey, these are my goals. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me pick out a plate? And then I can educate them in real time and help them make that decision and then they can, you know, carry out, carry that on in other areas.
0: For everyone listening, what are your go-to, like, maybe first tips that you give somebody when it comes to this?
2: Um, well, I think we kind of call it a performance plate. It kind of sounds like a cliche, but first it's like, understand what needs to be on a basic meal. Every meal you want to be able to look at your meal and say, hey, here are my carbs, here's my protein, do I have fruits or vegetables, am I getting a balanced plate with all three of those components, and then based on their individual goals, maybe the proportions of what those are on their plate look a little bit different.
1: Good. Write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. Juliana Morard, our guest, Assistant AD Performance Nutrition on the Sikkim Podcast. Hey, reminder, I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor University athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: JMO, JMO, J-Mo and Brooke. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Juliana Morard, <laughs> Assistant AD of Nutrition Performance. Performance Nutrition. Either way you say <laughs> it, it's impressive. Uh, walk us through where y- you-, you talked about how developmental this entire nutrition world is how it's you know come a long way since you even decided to to master in this and to get your degree uh so where do you see it going in the future where would you like to see it going and how is it benefiting the student athletes in a way that you know is is earning that growth moving forward
2: that's a great question <laughs> um i think something that's so so important with nutrition I've said it twice already. So you guys know it's important is, you know, we want to educate these people to be able to make our athletes be able to make these decisions on their own and understand how can I take care of myself based on what my goals are, you know, Hey, what I need to eat as an O-lineman that might change if I'm not playing football in five years. So what does that need to look like? And I need to have an understanding of the basic principles of nutrition to take care of myself for the rest of my life. I mean, there's so that's, that's ultimately, you know, continued increased education of our guys and our athletes, and then just buy in, you know, beyond the athletic career. I think there's a lot out there of, Hey, how can I take care of myself as I transition maybe out of sport or transition from collegiate to professional, or, you know, just to a weekend warrior, how do my needs change? And then what does that actually look like in practice? How can I get excited about nutrition and, and take that away with me? So I think just a lot of like future development beyond, your athletic career in, in the collegiate setting um I always tell parents on recruiting visits like hey no matter what your son or daughter like they're always going to eat for the rest of their life so by the time they graduate here I want them to be able to do that on their own without maybe needing to come ask the dietitian before they put anything in their body
0: <laughs> well and that's a, I mean you're a part of recruiting visits your your whole world is a huge part of our athletes time here at Baylor
2: yeah I mean I think it's you know we want to tell these athletes and, t- and tell their parents, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. I mean, you know, transitioning to college can be a scary, can be a scary thing. And you want to understand that, you know, there's people in all areas that are looking out for you and really want the best for you from, you know, food is essential and, and it can be scary having to, to navigate dorms, classes, living off campus, you know, maybe you don't have a car and you don't know how to get lunch. So that's kind of what we're here for.
1: It's a great example of what Mac preaches to all of us, preparing champions for life. And you're doing that. I mean, in that area, you're not only helping them eat well and, and you know put the right fuel in their bodies right now, but preparing them for the rest of their lives doing that.
2: Absolutely. Food food is always going to be a part of your life. And, yeah. it, and it it's fun. It should be fun. And I want to teach our athletes how they can make good choices, love what they eat, and feel good about it.
0: Well, one thing I've enjoyed seeing is uh, it pops up on social media every once in a while, but y'all have – nights where you're like teaching the team how to how to grill for example oh yeah yeah walk us through some of those
2: yeah so um this summer with actually we had it was with our strength staff we had like blackmar a former uh baylor football athlete who is the grill master (laughs) (laughs) we had him come down and and bring his grill so we had actually our our chef over at the bank we had him cut all the meat for us cut all the steaks and then we we got to teach the guys how to grill you know We're going to give you all the food, but there's going to be a time that you can't go to the bank every single day for your meal. So we want to teach them how to cook, how to make a balanced plate, how to grocery shop. Actually, this summer we we taught them all how to grill and we we grilled big, you know, ribeye steaks and we had a blast. We also took guys to the grocery store. We taught them how to grocery shop. Hey, here are what the different types of milk mean. Here's how to look at a food label and figure out what slices of bread to buy. Um, So we did that with them. We did a couple cooking demos like Hey, here's an easy meal you can make at home when you don't want to cook, but maybe you don't want to. You don't have time to go to the bank or whatever it might be. We, it's a fun one. We've done it with a lot of our teams. But get a, get a bunch of rotisserie chickens and teach them three different meals you can make with a rotisserie chicken.
1: Hmm. Did you actually take them to HEB? We did. <laughs> <laughs> <Now> <laughs> I have that, some fun photos. That would be fun to see. Yeah, yeah exactly. We had <laughs> we
2: had a couple different groups of about ten to fifteen athletes per time. Um, <laughs> we walked through the whole grocery store yeah. store. We were looking at food labels. We had, you know, people coming up to us asking us well, <laughs> what organization we were with.
0: <laughs> Take a
1: guess. Hey, we're, lear- we're, look- we're
2: learning how to grocery shop.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, really cool.
0: Life skills. Yeah. Those are things everyone needs to know. Yeah,
1: very much so. Yeah. All right, go back. We've we're maybe again knock on wood. Maybe we're past the hundred degree days, oh, but please. during fall camp yeah. this year and really every year, it was really I mean just boiling hot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pickle juice was something you and pickles was something you'd hand out during yeah. breaks. You're, it works, right? You're firm <laughs> a firm believer in pickle juice. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, so the reason you know we're giving our guys electrolytes and our guys love pickles, they love pickle juice, so that's an easy way for them to to get the electrolytes that we want them to get. I mean, really, hydration during those hundred degree days. It's a collaboration with our whole health and wellness sure. staff, the athletic trainers, the strength coaches help emphasize the message, and us like we're all working together to give our heavy sweater guys, or salty sweater guys, the electrolytes they need before practice to prepare for it and then during practice to yeah. make it through that practice. Wow.
0: I'm just impressed that you know that, like, which guys.
1: Which are, guys are which. Right. Yeah. But you yeah. do, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's a whole health and wellness collaboration. Like, yeah. we, you know, if we have guys that get dehydrated the previous day during practice, like, we're going to hydration test them, make sure that they're rehydrated for the next practice, and we're all communicating as a staff to make sure we have eyes and ears on every single one of them To avoid anything to happen because really we want our players to be available to do what they need to do on the football field so the way to do that is to make sure they're hydrated fueled and taken care of do all their rehab their recovery before walking on to practice
1: I thought that really showed the first football game of the year uh, when a team from upstate New York came yeah. to Central Texas. They were they were cramping up all night, weren't they? Yeah,
2: that heat was no joke. And right, it's you right. know our guys are used to it because we practice right. we practice in that every single day. And so and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier of like how do you get people to buy in and care about nutrition? Where all our players like they felt it. They know what it feels like when they're hydrated and fueled for practice on a hot day. Yeah. So they know how to translate that into a game. Whereas someone else who maybe hasn't had that. experience Exposure, they might not know that yet. They might not have learned what works for their body.
0: Well, and how neat is it? I'm sure that the older guys who have seen, you know, the, not just the development and the strength and weight mm-hmm. room, but also like how their bodies have transformed is specifically speaking about the football team, uh, to see, you know, the growth that they've had from that freshman year to their senior season and then be able to credit it to you. I'm sure there's some some good conversations where the younger guys are like, yeah, I know how to eat. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you should listen to her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It always it's always kind of fun when we hear the older guys who are like, oh, I was like that once. And then I kind of learned and and it's, it, again, it's, you know, your bodies are going to change because of what the work you do in here. And that's what you're doing on practice. That's what you're doing in the weight room. And, and I always tell our players, hey, you're, you're breaking down your body in the weight room. In order to build it back up and make the changes that you want to do, you need to eat right. You need to recover from your workouts. You need to eat enough calories. And you need to have a good routine.
1: I know it's got to be different for different size guys. You know, Mm -hmm. let's talk football. But an offensive lineman, what would be ballpark average caloric intake per day?
2: depends. But you guys will probably, you know, be amazed to know it could be like 6,000 calories or more. It it really just depends on that individual. Like I said, we do body comp tests through a DEXA machine so we can get their exact fat-free mass and calculate what their needs are to maintain their muscle mass.
0: As to where a typical person is.
2: I mean – I, I, I this is such a dietitian answer. I don't like to say there's a typical <laughs> right. person because yeah. everyone's body is unique right, and different, right. and everyone has different needs. Um, you know, if you look on the back of a food label, it might be like, "Oh, this is based on a 2,000 calorie diet." That's kind of a number that a lot of people mm-hmm. like to throw out. Okay. But depending on your activity level and your, your body composition, like everyone's needs are going to be so different.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's fair. fair yeah, answer. I know. Very <laughs> I can't be mad about that. It's such a gray area <laughs> answer.
2: But, again, I don't think I'd be a registered dietitian to not call that out. <laughs>
1: that's great. Tell everybody about your staff, not just you, but you've got three others in yeah. your area okay, also.
2: So, like I talked about earlier, Kiara Gordon works with me on football. So, me and her, we're both traveling. We're both on the sideline. Um, you know, it, it, it does take a village to take care of – a team of that it's size with the way we travel. Um, so really, really lucky that we get to work together on that. She also has a couple Olympic sports as well. Um, Kristen Fant, she's our associate director of performance nutrition, and she works predominantly with a lot of our female Olympic sport athletes. And then Corey Eakins, he is our new associate director of performance nutrition. He has been here about two months at this point, and he is actually officing out of the Farrell Center, working with our men's and women's basketball teams and our women's volleyball team. Yeah.
1: Very cool. And that just shows how uh, much importance is on this area, the way it's grown. Yeah. You know, not just one, you know, registered dietitian, one nutritionist, but four now to take care of our student athletes.
2: Absolutely. And I think, too, there's been such a, you know, big commitment from administration down in all areas of health and wellness. So we're really lucky for the resources we have and and the staff we have to take care of our athletes.
0: Well, it's proving to be important. And (laughs) it's working on the court field, whatever sport we're talking about, because, JMO and I had had have had the opportunity to talk about a lot of confetti. So. <laughs>
1: That's good. You're doing your yeah. part. All right. Off the field. Okay. Uh, who do you know here in Central Texas that would be the biggest hockey fan <laughs> that you know?
2: That's funny. Okay. So this is my opportunity to talk about my husband. There Audrey. you go. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. It's it's actually sad. There's no uh, there's no ice rink in Waco. So. Um, he's actually taken up roller hockey since we've been living here, which is fun for him. Um, so he's met some guys that actually are big roller hockey guys in the area. Um, we'll get up to Dallas when we can to go see a stars game or something. That's great. Um, but it, it's fun. He played, um, club hockey at Alabama. So he's always been around it. When did you meet? We met in undergrad. So, um, I've been married about a year and a half now. Um, but we met in undergrad and have been together ever since. (laughs)
1: Nice. Was there ice in Alabama? So
2: there was not ice in Tuscaloosa. There was ice in a suburb of Birmingham. So they had to drive to practice every day.
1: Gotcha. But he would be first in line if we ever had a, yeah, some kind of hundred percent here.
2: (laughs) Actually, when he first moved here, um, he was driving to Austin to play on ice every week. And, really? then it, and then he found out about the roller hockey league in Waco and, wow. and joined
1: that. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's How great. cool. Uh, and tell us about Wilson and Duncan. Yes. Yeah. So
2: I'm a very proud hashtag dog mom. <laughs> 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 um, anyone in this building knows that. I'm always showing people pictures of my dogs. I'm a crazy dog mom, I guess you could put it. Um, but Wilson and Duncan, they are both labs, yellow lab and a chocolate lab. And, they are very spoiled. Our dogs live a really good life. Andre works from home, so dad's always home. You know, big backyard. They go on hikes every day, oh, so our
0: dogs wow. have it made. They're yeah. enjoying it. They're weekend. They're daily warriors. <laughs> they might be a weekend warrior. Yeah, yeah daily. exactly. exactly. <laughs> Getting all that exercise in.
1: Well, it's great to uh, learn more about what you do and about your area and how important it is. And I think, um, Brooke and, and Julianne, I think Baylor is in really good shape in this area. I mean, we're... You know, top level, right? I, I hope so. That's yeah. what we're striving for. I I would have
0: to say so. I would have to say so. We're seeing it. We're seeing the effects of what you do. Our athletes are learning. We are preparing champions for life and you're playing a huge part in that. And so uh thank you for taking the time to out of your very busy schedule, <laughs> right before lunch of yeah, all things. Exactly.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys
2: all get a good balanced lunch after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
2: thank you guys for having me.
0: Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That is this week's Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. We appreciate you being with us. For Brooke Bednarz and JMO, mo Julianna Morard I'm John Morris. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next week with our next Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.